Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you know where the afters That's what me and you were like on the first podcast, Jackie. That's what we were like on the first one we recorded this, the first podcast. Didn't know what to do with my hands. Oh, yeah, we didn't know what to do with our, we didn't know what to do with our mouths. And it, my, my, I was like this the whole time. Yeah. I'm a twitch. Like I was, yeah, anyway. yeah, like I was fucking on it. Well, anyway, we're rolling again. <coughs> yeah. So let's try a bit harder this time. All right, Keep yeah. our hands down. Yeah. Um, and Josh Parkinson, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Hey. How you doing, mate? You good? I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. Really nice to see you, bro. Yeah, last nice th- to meet you. Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah. You too. The last time I saw you, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it Secret Garden Party last year? Yes, it was. Because you, you, I remember seeing you in the woods. You had about a fucking million sets. I'm sure you were playing like six <laughs> times or something. Or well, you know when you're at a festival and they're like, heard you're here, we need to start filling there, do that. And it was like, yeah, come on in. Like, I'm <laughs> always up for it. It's like my favourite thing to do playing. So it's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. It was amazing. We saw you playing. It was at the woods stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was unreal. You played really well. But Thanks, how, how was that festival for you last year? Because that was the last time I saw you. So how was that festival for you? Yeah, it was really good. I mean... Still getting into the swing of festival season after obviously our, our long hiatus, but um, but yeah, I, I mean it's the favorite favorite thing for me to do. I know I know obviously both you guys are now out of the scene, which I actually found mental when I heard that you were quit because I was like, I couldn't get my head around it because I was like, I'm so in love with playing out and stuff. I was like, how, how? what's happened? Because mm. I remember I kept texting you, being like. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I was actually looking through messages today just because I, w- I was looking for something that we, you said to me about two years ago. And there was a message there, I think, that you sent me saying something like, this is a joke, right? Loads yeah. of question marks. Or this, it, was a, it was a public stunt, right? Or something along those lines. Yeah, I was like, April no. Fool's. Yeah, but it, it, was, it was obviously legit. Well, um, I couldn't get my head around it because you were one of my favourite DJs. I loved your energy. I loved what thanks, you man. did. I loved your tunes. I played your tunes out. And you were essentially, at that time as well, releasing with labels and doing gigs that I really wanted to do and have. So I'm like, I just can't get, couldn't get my head around how you've done that and now you don't. Mm. And I think it almost made me reevaluate myself a little bit, being like, is this fully what I want? Because when I get to that, if he's not happy, then I feel like, you know, we're, we're similarly kind of people, like as in like personality, I was like, am I really wanting all of that or what? But obviously 
the whole COVID period was a mad time of reflection for everyone. Mm, like really yeah. just thinking yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what do I want out of life as a whole? Yeah. And it was quite a, yeah, a mental time. Cause I think during the COVID time, actually, uh, the first time I remember bumping into you was um, at David Lloyd Gym. Yes, in Guildford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never really used to, Farnham, that was it. I never really used to go to the gym before or any of that stuff, but I was staying at my girlfriend's house a bit. Um, and I was coming out of the barrier, you was coming in. And I was like, I didn't, didn't make sense. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like a parallel universe. <laughs> he was like, what are yeah. you doing here? He was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. That's 10 minutes from my house. I was like, what do you mean? I live yeah, on the corner. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is mad. Was that, was that just after COVID kind of, <clears throat> not gone away, but the lockdowns had kind of. I think, well, you're allowed to go to gyms yeah, and stuff, yeah. think, weren't you? But yeah, so um, weirdly, our, our weird coincidence, obviously our girlfriends, your wife, used to hang out with each other when they were kids. Years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I remember when we first, uh, we're bumping into each other at raves and my missus was like, why are you with him? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, that's my mate's husband. I'm like, fuck off. I'm like, what? Because yeah, I remember saying to Eleanor, she was like, oh, yes, Sam, yes, like that's Sammy. Like I, I've known her for years and years. And I was like, no, you haven't. She was like, show me pictures of him at school. And, yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh shit, so you definitely do yeah, know yeah, each other. So you do like, go way back. Yeah, it's like, it's mad. But yeah, so that was, uh, I think I saw you at the, when I bumped into you there, that was when you were going into your, Jackie 2.0. Well, if you remember rightly, you were at one of the very special moments of my career because when I had done the announcement that I was packing it in in August 21, I said I was playing at 338. So I played 338 and then I, th I spoke about it on another on, with you bef uh, out, of the, <coughs> out of the podcast. But I, um, I got a message off the guys at Ministry of Sound. Oh, yeah. That's and they said, can you do Ministry of Sound next week as your last one? I was like, all right, fuck it. And then you saw I, do it, I was doing it. And you hit me up and went, I'm going to come to that. And yeah. it was like one of the more, because you were also, you were playing in the top room. Yeah. So we were together all night. You were there for that moment where I played my last tune. Yeah, yeah, There's a video yeah. of us like all hugging, like me, you, Griff, yeah, all yeah. just hugging. It was booting off the confetti come out from my last tune. It was like all jumping. Yeah, it, it was, was like, vibe. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it, but you were there for that. It was yeah, amazing. It was sick. But that's that's when it also in my head, though, I was like, you said the last time was your last gig. I was like, yeah. this is your last gig. Because <laughs> like, when's the next last gig? Having <laughs> <laughs> to delete the post again. Like, no, this time is my yeah, last gig. Yeah, I was like, he's got to do another one. But no, unfortunately, that was your last, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm still going to get you out for a comeback, surely. It's going <laughs> to well, happen well, sometime. Yeah, forget about forget about mine. We've talked about this on, yeah. on the podcast. We've often stuff before. But yeah. um, let's go back to your origin story. So, like, what was your journey like into music was it something that you started from a very young age or was it something that you started when you were in your 20s or how, how does that look for you well, just just before that oh sorry you've got to do um the classic intro on oh, we uh, didn't do it you've not done it yet mate so come on Fuck, everyone's got, waiting I for it i got so carried He's... away talking about me and the confetti at ministry of sound right right well josh <laughs> Obviously, we know who you are. <laughs> All right. But for the listeners at home who don't, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't even know. Did I say it? And, and then My we could roll into the origin story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just go with that. <laughs> that was great. I love it. My name is Josh Parkinson. Um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> See you in a bit. Big intro. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah, I didn't know if I meant to like doing something yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but then let's, let's jump straight into that question I had. So, like, it rolls into that question yeah. that I had. So, who the fuck are you? Like, talk about you, your story into music. What does that look like? Was it from a young age? Did you get into it later? Yeah, I've, I've always been um, obsessed with music, really. And I started working in at my mate's pub when I was 13. And... Uh, 
at the same time, I got given a mixer by one of my mum's friends. And we, we my mum used to work in the pub as well. So she'd work at nights. And when she's at, um, obviously at work, well, not obviously, I, I grew up with just my mum. So when she was working at uh, at night, we had the house and we'd just get everyone round and we bought like a five pound mic from Argos. We like wired up two ghetto blasters to this mixer with like a jungle massive CD. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and, like, there's no way you could possibly ever mix. Like it's literally two ghetto blasters. You press play and like five seconds later it plays and didn't at the time realize you can't change no tempos or anything. So it's just like a car crash followed by some really rubbish lyrics. <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. But then because um, the people who ran the pub who essentially like came like family, they uh, knew I was into music and was like, oh, we need someone to cover the DJ. Can you do it? And this was at age 15. So um, I started DJing in the pub at 15. And uh, it shows how old I am, the fact that I'd come home stinking of smoke. It's like when people can smoke yeah, in pubs. Yeah. Like this 15 year old like smells like a pack of 60 fucking Marlboros. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was savage. So like, yeah, I'd like burn my clothes after every weekend. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I got into it like that. But then um, I've all, I was always in and out. And then I got into other stuff in my career like um, that I spoke about earlier. Like, and went different directions. Then through that, I met a guy and we uh, became a duo. But bearing in mind, so I'm 36 now and this was so over 20 years ago. Oh, Jesus yes. Christ, <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like I went through all the genres. I grew up on drum and bass, then went to grime, then it was garage, then dubstep, and then I've settled on house. But me and this guy was a, a dubstep duo. So we were kind of running around doing all that stuff when the dubstep was good, you know, before it yeah, all went. Screaming banger, old stuff. Yeah, 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 like the real nice role, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. dub. Yeah. Um, but I also grew up as an MC, so being in a duo allowed me to take more of the mic control and he was carrying on with that. So he was kind of doing that, but then I always still had the the more more of the passion than he did. And I was kind of getting us the gigs, like trying to work out how to produce, do all this stuff. Um, so I ended up, going on my own still didn't have the money to get the equipment and stuff and then and a very strange turn of events uh got me the money to start producing which i won a i won the game show total wipeout you know <laughs> yeah. no way did you talk <laughs> did you yeah so i won that when i was 24 got 10 hey. g's baby <laughs> I'm more impressed oh, yeah. of you now <laughs> than anything you've done. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a lot you don't know. I, like, I don't like to. I mean, yeah. yeah. Quite uh, a few how, people know about that one because it's just like. How it did you even up. get on that? Did you have to apply or what? Or? Yeah, so <laughs> again, shows the age. Like, me and my mate, it wasn't online applications then. Me and my mate were watching it, bored out on that, and was like, you know, when you're like, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. And we was like, I could do that. So we was like, printed off this like 30 page application <laughs> form. And I was like, I'm obviously not going to fucking get on <laughs> So I just, I'm right-handed. I did everything with my left hand. And I was like, I'm going to win. <laughs> and I was like drawing pictures of him, like a play school drawing, being like, Clayton's going to lose. <laughs> and then, but then the, the real thing was that my job at the time, my full career was, was modeling. <coughs> and it, it was going very well. So when they obviously checked, I think... It only kind of clicked later on in life. I was like, they obviously saw my application form, saw that I was actually doing really good stuff and think, probably thought I was this stereotypical dumb model. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at the They're like, this will be some TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I went to Argentina, filmed it. But um, Did they pay for all that? 
everything's paid for, all sorted. That's um, and he won it. So that's fucking yeah. sick. But weirdly, mate. in old in later life, I've kind of got quite a lot more spiritual. I believe very much in like the manifestation kind of thing. I, I kind of hate that word now because it's like everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like I believe in that where you put your energies. And I went with no other idea, but then I'm going to win it. And I even went shopping online and put. 10 grand's worth of equipment into Sick. into baskets on online. I was like, I've got a laptop, I've got the desktop, I've got all the, the MPC, got everything. Planned it down to a T and just went there. I was like, I'm winning this. Right. <laughs> and I wow. did. That is Mate, that's but in, in, that's I, I had to go back and do the championship episode. Um, all the champions from each, uh, each of the ones. And uh, I came second. I was fuming. Oh, yeah. I was oh, fuming. Oh, that's, Still, man, that's so impressive. I slipped at the very end. I, oh, I did, like, yeah. <laughs> where, where, was the, where was the championship one? Which He's in Argentina again, Argentina. so I had to go back. Yeah. Sick, that's man. unreal. Yeah, so, it was so, funny. So, so, no, so, yes, that's where, so, I'm sorry, that. I got stuck on that story. Go on, <laughs> <Don't> apologise. <laughs> that's a big story. That was a big story I've heard this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, from that, I then uh, just put all my money into... Um, production which was not my ex-girlfriend at the time was not happy she's like 10 grand baby we're going on all of them like like oh, i've spent it all and there's like 110 pound left so i bought her a pair of boots yeah. <laughs> like, shoes on <laughs> yeah it's like, sorry babes here's your shoes on voucher <laughs> 20 quid yeah. but um yeah so did that uh then just started obviously just bashing buttons Went through like every everything on Logic and just like just tried to make noises. And before, sorry, just to interject there, well, before you got all the equipment, which is <coughs> fucking amazing with that, that you actually managed to accrue all that. Hmm. Did you have any previous experience of production? Had you played another stuff? Had you had like you got the MPC and stuff like that? So sort of I had no no uh, experience of production, no. Uh, but apart from, we used to go to a community project um, in Kent called Pie Factory when I was uh, young. When I was more just emceeing, we used to go there and you'd get like an hour with a producer and you'd get to, we used to make mixtapes and stuff. Yeah. It was like the first mixtape that went around our area. There's like three of us on the court, on the cover, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like sold CDs out of our bags, like walk around, like, go and buy my CD. Like, yeah, it was jokes, <laughs> man. Some people still do the lyrics to me now, like when I'm back home, they're like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, man, just didn't have any, any uh, idea. Got a mate called Kato who weirdly came back around again because I'm, I'm good mates with Hatcher, you know Hatcher. Yeah, of course. And Kato was releasing tunes with Hatcher when he was teaching me years ago. And it's like, there's this weird, like, come around and now he's Amazing. doing stuff with him again. It's like, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, but he basically just taught me the basics. You know what, you know what bloody logic and Neighbourton's like? If you don't know that, that you click that, and that makes this happen. Like, if you don't know that, it just drives you mental. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I know I want to do this one thing, but I don't know where the fucking Sometimes take you half an hour. Without YouTube, you'd be, <coughs> yeah. you'd be mm. fucked. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, just learned, I learned the basics from him, then just yeah. ran away and then just YouTubed everything. So, I've just been just YouTube. Um, yeah, basically just taught by YouTube, really. Amazing. And what, what age was that then? So, you won the champion. You won the... Because um, I was 20, 24, 24, I won 24, it. Okay. But then, yeah. So, I was just playing around with stuff. But then I was just pissing around really i kind of didn't have any direction because i didn't really have many people i didn't really know many people in the side of stuff i wanted to make yeah because basically i started making dubstep and then it i was literally just getting to a point where i was like i really starting to feel my productions and then it kind of just went bam disappeared off the face of the earth mm. i was like yeah <laughs> i've just like spent like three years trying to perfect this oh, sound wow. and like started really liking my stuff but 
it just went a complete direction that I didn't like, and it was uh, like the whole scene just was. It went over to America, didn't it? Well, yeah. It was, so Hatch has actually done. A, a, he's been filming this documentary for ages. It's I've seen the trailer and some bits of it. It's so sick. He's got like everyone in there, like Skrillex to like everyone, oh, just man. talking about what happened. And basically, obviously, America's so big, they took they liked dubstep started making it their own but because they're so yeah, such yeah. a huge influence that name then kind of overtook what it originally was mm. so then you go you go oh i'm going to a dubstep rave and people just assume it's the like wah, wah, when it's like no it's still this yeah yes but yeah it's just all, it all messy so i kind of took another bit of time out and then just started i always loved house but then just started really getting into that a lot more so i kind of started getting into that sound and then and that's that. Yeah, I had a couple of good releases. Um, first proper one was with Ministry of Sound. And then, yeah, just been playing about ever since. So just on that, like, how do you think <coughs> your perspective on the industry since you know, your time in it starting has changed? Um, well, I think, I think the way the world has changed since I got into it, mm. as in, which is all, all a good thing, obviously mm. about inclusion and everything, like definitely praise all of that, having more females in, non-binary like you know all of this but uh i think now with the whole days of instagram and stuff i've witnessed why people are getting into it change yeah which yeah, is yeah. a bit sad mm. like we touched on it earlier when we were yeah, just chatting about yeah. some stuff but um so i know you was doing lessons during lockdown teaching people production yeah whereas i also had no way of work so i started teaching people djing um and i had a couple of girls ask me to teach them and i was like oh wicked yeah like so like you know they had big followings and I was like because so, you're into music like you know what kind of vibe do you like and she was just like nah I just think I'd look really good doing it I'm like fuck off yeah that's, that's fuck off <laughs> I know everything wrong about yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. industry of, like with yeah. that kind of vibe now we did talk about that before the podcast but like if I had to be devil's advocate here not in her defence or their defence but she would look bloody good. So you'd rather watch her than me, basically. <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's what he's saying. Most, yeah. li most likely. Um, but when I started, I think I just wanted to be cool. You know, when I wanted, when I was started to DJ, there was obviously a love for music, but I also wanted. Like, I think we spoke about it before. The thought, like going to a club and seeing a, a DJ up there, lo like loving life. Booth full of people, supping tequila from the bottle, like girls everywhere. That's fuck. That I wanted to be that guy. Mm -hmm. I guess it. Look, I guess it does look cool. But I think when you were doing it, you had to put a lot more effort in to yeah, get to yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you still did the legwork. You're talking yeah. twelve years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still yeah. did the work. Yeah. yeah. You didn't just go. I've got loads of followers. Yeah. For, for oh, a, right, a reality yeah. show, okay. and it's like now I just want to do this because I know I'll get paid loads of money, even though I don't have to do nothing. Yeah. 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 It's oh. like I've witnessed that. I've witnessed. Uh, an ex-girlfriend, I taught her and her sister how to DJ. And they were inf influencers. And, you know, it was a good way of making more money because they were they already had a following. So, like, same kind of vibe. But I taught them the hard way. I was like, I'm not teaching you. I, they didn't even know <coughs> that there was a sync button on the decks. Because I, like, I don't want it to come back on me. If they go, who taught you? And they're like, oh, you just use sync, though. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, no, I'm going to teach you the hard way. And also, if you ever come unstuck, you'll know how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you might be able to show a on that sync button. <laughs> yeah, I could do with that. <laughs> he though. could do with that. Could do that yeah. It's kind of around the top right. But like, yeah. <laughs> we'll have a conversation after we'll no, do a little bit. Yeah. That's what I got this notepad for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, but, but I get it. It's, it's, it's basically back in the day, you could 
you know, you had to be into music. You had to yeah, work mm. that ground. Whereas now, if you've got some sort of following, you don't really have to yeah. be into the music. So that's much. what I was saying. So I taught them. They were re- they got really good, and they would also get a bit nervous before their gigs because they 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 it meant a lot to them to yeah. be good. Mm. Um, whereas, and there's this girl that turned up after had a big following. She's like a supermodel or some shit, and um, she turned up, and her manager just put a CD in the deck. And no. she, for an hour, she just twiddled buttons, yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't oh. want—I didn't want to fully out her, so I didn't film her face, but I filmed her hands. And at one point, for a minute, she was just twiddling the microphone volume button, going like this. <laughs> no. no way! And I was like, "What yeah. is wait, she wait, doing? You don't do that." Not that. Yeah, I mean, no. I, yeah. unfortunately, I didn't even have the uh, option of the good looks. So, uh, <laughs> radio for you then. Yeah, that's it. Well, <laughs> oh, fuck, we got the. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. I, You're I a got, strapping I chap, that, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Looking like, look like Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vin, give, give over. Vin Diesel. <laughs> All right, babe, I'll give you some attention Come on. too. <laughs> I spoke about me for 10 minutes at the start. It's all right. <laughs> Talk, talking about change, though, this is something I wanted to speak about with you, actually. I was at a particularly large venue two weeks ago in London. I won't mention it, but it's like... Tesco. <laughs> well, actually, I don't fucking mind. It was a, it was an old Ikea. You probably know the, the oh, venue, um, right? The venue, yeah. Yeah, 15K, 15,000 capacity. I've literally just been having a chat about this because we've just had an event, unfortunately, cancel on Saturday because right. tickets aren't shifting. And I've heard about five different big artists' nights. All, they might have to cancel. And it's sad because these 15-cap venues, they seem like a real cool big thing. And it's like amazing, but... Imagine having 15,000 people taken away from going out in London mm. a weekend. And it's like all these smaller promoters are struggling, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like. But this is exactly what I'm bringing yeah, up. You've, yeah. just, you've just, you know, took the words out of my mouth. I feel like prior to the. It's like, it's almost like the warehouse scene <clears> come back, but we haven't, like, yeah, the, all those clients for the smaller intimate venues have been taken. Yeah. Because the, the, you, can't, you can't have 15,000 people in one venue. And also bearing in mind, that's one party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've got 10 headliners on. There's yeah. not also, hard, it's hard to compete. All these young 18, 19 year olds <coughs> just assume that that's the place to go to because yeah, yeah. there's every single headliner that you want to see in one night, yeah, right? Yeah. It's 40 quid a ticket, whatever. It's 30, 40 quid or whatever it costs. It's too expensive. But you see all those DJs, everyone's going to be there. So all these are the small intimate venues where you'd have three, 400 cap, the middle tier DJs getting up. There's no, there's no also, there's no space for that middle tier act. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, so there's, 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 you've got the, the warm-ups who basically have no following who are trying to make it onto, I don't know, a label or trying to produce. Then you've got nothing and then you've got the 15k venues yeah. the ones in the middle are struggling yeah it's and it's, it's everywhere tough. but also well, I, I, I don't you might have seen the uh the movement i'm involved with save our scene uh yeah yeah with george yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. See that. so yeah. yeah the first ever one was uh we, we were both like we met at um uh we make events protest at parliament and uh at the end of it, we had a little joint outside Parliament. It was like, we... So we was like, mate, we need to do something. I was like, we're, we're the music industry and we're basically not making noise to protest. Like, it's like, we need to make lots of noise. So we was like, how do we do it? And we were a bit nervous because I was like, it, it was all my equipment on the line. We, we've got a rickshaw. Me with a decks on my leg, speakers on by me, like literally blew my eardrums, like rolling, rolling through London. We had about 150 bikes behind us, but um, wow. the third one, which was more Georgie, got um, Kai, um, Kai uh, yeah, Ibiza for, involved yeah, yeah, in that, and he obviously, yeah, he's got, yeah, uh, he yeah. had more of the contacts for the big artists. Yeah. End up being about 30 to 40 thousand people outside yeah, yeah. the BBC, and we went through London, shut it down the whole day. 
And from that day, that's when I realised to never listen to the news because we had interviews with BBC, ITV, Sky, all the big news channels. And within an hour of it starting, they all cancelled their interviews. No way. Which very obvious that there's control oh, happening being course. like we don't want the UK to know that this is happening mm-hmm. because that was news yeah, yeah. instead they've got on like din, din, breaking like Maureen grew a cabbage <laughs> we're like <laughs> fuck off there's 40,000 people outside your office yeah, earlier yeah. and then it'll be like a small part in the news it'll be like a couple of hundred protesters yeah, literally yeah, yeah, like playing yeah, yeah. it right down yeah, yeah, course, but yeah course. so we we, uh, we did a protest the pop up thing two weeks ago How'd that go? around six cities so it's oh, Edinburgh geez. Bristol, Brighton, Leeds, Cardiff, and London. Oh, that's amazing. <coughs> and it was all to try and get venues, well, Parliament to try and lower the VAT to 12.5% for nightlife industry because it would be a lifeline. Absolutely. Because if people aren't, all, like, people are running at no profit at the moment, mm-hmm. and if they're not even getting punters because like, they're going to something else, and then at the moment, cost of living, they can't afford to keep going out to different nights. Like, one in three venues are closing at the moment. So this is, it's going to snowball into a bad position i think yeah. and then it'll be a bit late to ev- for everyone to realize yeah, yeah. so but while we're doing the pop-up raves it's to show like this is how it's going to yeah. be we're only going to be able to do party together like this mm. outside there's not going to be any venues to do it yeah i don't know the stats but there's a there was a stat <coughs> in new york this is not related we're kind of related i think 70 percent of the restaurants closed down in covid in new york mm. just because there was no people allowed to go out yeah, right yeah so i don't know what the stats are for for night the nightlife industry you probably know this what's the percentage <coughs> of clubs closing in the uk how many have closed in the last like, well, it's one years? one in three fuck me it's a lot isn't it yeah and that's, it's it's, it's, it's the, the rate's getting sharper yeah. but like because basically it's well yes yeah, snowballing like yeah. p- people are, are struggling the covid relief is ending mm-hmm. <coughs> and you know this 12.5 percent vat would have been a lifeline for them to be able to stay above water and they've not done that obviously imagine a club like you've got the electric the heat and everything yeah, that's everything. just everything costs so much and if you've not got the regular punters anymore at least to keep you going yeah it's a lot of overheads isn't it yeah but i see that george is making some moves it's, it's, it's you know it's, it seems to be on the rise like yeah like, man if you don't know about save our scene follow it on the follow insta it, yeah, and that man. save our scene uk because they are like george <laughs> fleming i like, love that boy he's yeah, just yeah. he wasn't even in the music industry he just saw this mm. he just saw he needed to help and he's just like made so, he just, yeah, he's just a trooper. He just, yeah. he's just so into it to help everyone. It's good. So yeah, he's got his heart in the right place. Just uh, <coughs> on that, you're talking about the bike. Have you seen the, the drum and bass guy who does the bike? Yeah, That's yeah. Called, mate. Have, you well, have you not seen, seen it? it? Oh, no, mate, I've seen it, but he did one in Barcelona like last week. It was fucking mental. He's just a it? guy who started uh, just playing drum and bass and going around on his bike. <coughs> and now... He does these parties like drum and bass on the bike, something it's called. He just drives through cities and thousands of people come out on the bike with him, it's mate. Quality. It's quality. Oh, so, so sick. He's on a bicycle. He's on a bike, yeah, and he's, yeah, got, and he's got his decks. And oh, he's speakers. got his decks? Yeah, he's on the front, so mate. a bit like Suat. But yeah, a bit like, like Suat, but, yeah. but drum and bass. But he goes round town on his bike, and lo- like thousands of people come out on the bike. Oh, that's fucking amazing. It's he's so basically sick, doing man. what we did, but consistently all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for yeah, drum yeah. and bass. Yeah, and I kind of, it kind of winds me up. Well, it doesn't wind me up, obviously fair play to the boy but I'm why myself about myself like why didn't I just yeah. pursue this and do a bit more because mm. it could have become a thing rather than just like little one-offs but like yeah well you st- I mean the, that, that, the party that you did though the 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 rave outside of BBC was massive weren't it yeah it's huge it was like six lorries worth of like the biggest yeah, yeah. DJs That's just, it was like a festival moving slowly through London yeah. it was so anyway for the people listening at home who haven't heard of this because I, I hadn't I don't know the extent of how, how how much you guys are doing how do people follow you how do they, can they subscribe to a new or anything like that at the moment yeah yeah well, if you just go to save our scene uk on the instagram and then um 
yeah, the bio has one of those links that's got like all the relevant things there at the time. Um, there's a link to email your MP at the moment if you'd like to do that because that we're trying to, you know, just keep putting pressure, keep mm. putting pressure on them to try and yeah just help us out essentially okay. yeah fucking good luck in it man yeah, yeah no that's wicked um let's move on i want to talk to you about um a little bit about production i know you've done a lot of production yourself that that was what i was trying to find before that you sent i sent you a video something you posted on your instagram is it um kellis got good what is it oh called? kellis got good stuff Kellis got good <laughs> stuff and i saw you post because i i sent him and i was like this is fucking awesome there was a video of jamie dropping it at paradise and everyone's going crazy and that was a solo record right yeah that was my tune but obviously it's an edit of course so yeah but, but you've made that tune yeah, is, yeah, yeah is there any like is there any artist that you'd like to collab with i've seen a lot of <laughs> solo stuff but is it like is collabing something that you've thought about doing or yeah i guess um i mean from my stuff a lot of my tracks are like like edits like even the big releases like are an old r&b vocal which i know some people are like oh it's like lazy and kind of looks like you're just doing that but it's it, it's essentially from the side of djing i've come from like djing the pub at 15 i'm playing all these really old records but like it was the first moment i've realized you can you're like remixing on the fly essentially like djing is remixing on the yeah, fly yeah. you're making a tune that no one's ever heard before like you've put that with that and it's created this whole new thing yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about production, like taking old tracks and just beefing them up, basically. Like, I love that, that vibe. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, that's a very hip-hop thing, though. You'll know about I love I, that's, I loved edits. I did loads of, like, D'Angelo and, yeah. and stuff like that edits. And most people didn't even know who the people that I was editing were, so... Yeah, it's so much fun, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. It's just like, it. So I'd essentially love to be be collabing with some big hip-hop artists yeah, and yeah, things like yeah. that because I just love those kind of vocals and shit. They, yeah. And one, uh, something I love doing is, like, taking hip, like going through, searching for hip-hop so that's, like, 90 BPM, 100 BPM. Yeah, yeah. Because then, when, like, the Khalees one, I can't listen to the original anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like... It's too slow. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. But my phone's like, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't listen to the original. It's like, it just sounds weird. Yeah. But yeah, so essentially, I'd love to collab with people like that. But um, yeah, just I like I like I like working with mates. I just like working with good people. Yeah, because working I, I, with friends is so much easier. Yeah, like when I've collabed with people in the past, because you've already got a bit of chemistry. Yeah, you're having a laugh. I've been put. I've I've worked with managers who've put me with people that I didn't know, and also like other producers, so I had to help me with the tracks as opposed to like collabing as like a duo, and like almost not ghost producing, but like an engineer, right? And 
it's difficult because mm. you don't know that person. You didn't arrange it. <coughs> it's almost like a bit of an arranged marriage in the studio. You're just like, this is a bit weird. Oh, oh, what's going on? Who's got the kids yeah. this week? Oh, put, a, <laughs> put a hi-hat there, maybe. If you like it. If you don't, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do you. You do you. Yeah, you're a bit like, you're worried to come from. Yeah, like, yeah, literally, like, like oh, do you yeah. like it though? But I like, are you sure? <laughs> you don't know. You don't, you don't know each other. So the chemistry isn't there. But working yeah. with, if you're going to collab with anyone, I would say, like, friends is so much. Yeah, because yeah. when, when, producing like i like things to flow if, if you think something i'm like i'm not precious like you can push me out the way and go for it and i yeah. want to be able to do the same if i quickly mm. hear something I'm like whoa, 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 whoa. yeah but you know when you're with someone you don't know and you're like yeah uh, can i get it can i there's no quick play can i play quick <laughs> you, 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 the creative flow is completely yeah it doesn't go as much um, yeah so i just like i mean basically just like working with nice people have you got a name though say one anyone you could collab with anyone in the world dead or alive uh, Oh, that's a fucking oh. live one. Dead as well. If you want. That's because that's more people. All right, alive. Alive. Let's go alive. <laughs> La- alive. 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 Uh, alive today, not before. <laughs> Depends on, I, 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 love, I love a lot of different genres. I'm like a very eclectic, like that whole mm. Spotify rap thing. How like, many How many genres? Mate, it's shit done. I can't remember the spe- uh, specific figure, but it's like, yeah. Like, it was like a thousand. I've been getting really into jazz lately. Nice. It's, uh, it basically helps me concentrate on things. I've mm. really got bad concentration skills. Um, but Jazz and Baroque is also a really good one for focus. Really, yeah. Uh, but whack Baroque on, it's easy. I'll have a go on that. It's really nice. good. I, I, I can't focus. I'm really strugg- I struggle to focus when trying to do one task for more than three seconds. <laughs> well, that's why I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, does that help? That, yeah, I've, I've actually been going to the doctor. I went to the doctor recently to see if they, because I've, I've it's, well, we'll talk about it in a second. We'll come back on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, artist-wise. Go on one. Basically, because I think it would be fucking hilarious and good fun and really pumping. Eats everything. Oh, yeah, Dan. Because I love Dan. I've yeah. just signed one to his label. Have you? Yeah, I've edible. Just one to right. edible. Fucking yes, like, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So chuffed about that. But I just he's just hilarious. I just love his energy. I think you just have a great time. And oh, just yeah. he, he, I, love, I love his belters. But then if you want to go on like a more deep tip, I love, I mean, we could go obviously really like, big people like bicep and people like that but i'd love to do something with scream because mm. i love his deep things like that new one he's done um i just put it in a guest mix on kiss uh i'm out the loop back that, that from the album yeah the one mm. where he's talking yeah 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 that yeah, one i, I love like that the last track in it or something yeah I think. Yeah, yeah yeah so i uh i love that and I remember remember magnetic man flying into tokyo yeah, yeah, that yeah. felt yeah. like it was more scream vibes yeah, i'm not yeah. sure if it was but it feels like it was here like, i yeah. just i love I, I just love making lots of different sounds and I kind of have shot myself in the foot with that in my career as well. And I feel like if I did stay in my pigeonholed lane more, I might be further ahead. But I just like making sounds. So like one time, like, you know, mm. I've had a bad year for releases actually. I kind of was really trying to work out my sound because I know that everyone's like, what lane are you in? What lane are you in? Like, I don't want to be in a fucking lane. I want to make what I want to make. But then that stubbornness, isn't doesn't work like my last release was super mellow track i don't even play it in my own sets mm. like i've never played it out i'm never gonna play it out because i don't play sets that chilled so it's a bit counterproductive you should be playing your tunes out as promo and wanting to like you know s- support your own tunes do you not think you could still make those tunes and just not play them out because you know, yeah but then but i mean like when it, you when you're releasing like people want to know what they're going to come see when they're yeah, DJing yeah. essentially so like that it's kind of like what you're putting out is your reflection of mm. what you're going to play at the club for most people so the if, thing if, if i had to um, <coughs> be, uh, comment on that though i've seen you play and i know how you play 
when I come to see you play, I don't know what I'm going to get, and that I, that excites me. Oh, nice. And so when I when I came to see you at the woods the first time, because I, I hadn't actually spoke to you then, I just came in and Eleanor was like, just seen, could we saw Sammy just outside? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Josh is on now. And I was like, fuck right off. Yeah, yeah. So I came in. That was a lovely surprise. I remember seeing your face. Oh, man, yeah. I was like, listen, <laughs> like you, 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 it was like a journey. It was like almost disco-y, then housey, then back out of that. And there's something else more energetic. And it was, and I love that about you. And that's true to you. Yeah. So yeah. Should you release music so people know what they're coming to see? Maybe, but in your DJ sets, that's you. That's your. That is you, truly. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. your soul, you know. I know what you mean, but so yeah, it's, I it's think a tough one. I know exactly what you mean, but I think some of the mellow ones, I still can't. Feel yeah, of course. Mm. But it's like my, I want to describe my style of what I play. Basically, funky but chunky. Oh, I like that. Nice. nice. Yeah. Making a new genre. There you go. Everyone knows. It. We'll, we'll clip that. We'll make funky but chunky. Yeah, if you're going to come see Josh. Don't listen to his tunes. He's going to say funky but chunky. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You know what you're going to get? Funk but chunk. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Buzzing. But yeah, it's literally like the disco s flavors, like the happiness. I love like, the happiness of disco and that. Oh, since COVID, I'm like, I'm not going to take anyone on a deep dark journey. We've all been on a fucking deep mm. dark journey for three years. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. quite get you in your feels even more. <laughs> like, let's have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah one, so yeah. like a bit more discoy vibes, but then I like, but some of the old disco stuff it hasn't isn't chunky enough. Yeah. So it's like the big bass line. It's like throw a big bass line underneath it and fucking away. Bro. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just moving on to that, like obviously COVID was a dark time for a lot of us. Um, and it did put into perspective mental and physical health. Yeah. Like for you as an artist, how do you look after your mental and physical health? And have you been through any struggles with that? Yeah, I've actually had a bit of a shocker of a year, to be honest, which, is like, which in turn, why well, I haven't had many releases and stuff, just haven't been able to, my head's just not been in the game. Um, I think the COVID thing sparked off a lot. Kind of did have a bit of a mad upbringing, like a bit of moving about, this, that, and the other, some like dark times. Mm. And obviously, yeah, I think you internalize a lot of that, especially as a man. Yeah. And then when it got to COVID, just like your whole life kind of crumbling, what you thought essentially you were go you're like getting to. And uh, just before COVID, I had a really good year with with work. I was like DJing in places I've never been, like Miami, Dubai, Croatia, like just traveling about, like it all going well, good trajectory, trajectory. It's a hard word. <laughs> so I got it. Hard word, I knew you got it. Like, way, I'm yeah. not going to keep going. With this. Uh, no, we can't. We can't pass until you get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <a> trajectory, Nick. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. So then, when it got to when it got to that, and just everything crumbled. Like the first year was kind of chill, but then when it all kind of was like, okay, shit. You know, fucking Rishi's telling you to bloody train as a fucking accountant. I'm like, it's not happening, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, all that madness. Uh, it was horrible. But yeah, it really made, like, put the, put the, yeah, uh, shit out of me. So um started teaching. Then I was, like, really, like, panicking. I was like, what do I want in life? What do I want to do? Um, Which was, yeah, really playing on my head, making me go get a bit depressed. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know, just really brought a lot out. And that's when I actually found... Um, working out essentially. I never used to work out, never used to do anything like that. And I found doing that, you know, they all say it releases endorphins and everything like that, but it actually does. And just getting some movement, <clears throat> started meditating, started doing yoga, and it's really helped. And like this year, <clears throat> me, and, me and my girlfriend broke up, we're, we're back together now. We've all worked it out, but uh, I just, couldn't get out of these self-limiting beliefs and crazy 
thought patterns and it was just like driving me down a hole mm. and I just couldn't get out of it. And yeah, it's just like the only thing that I've been able to well, work my head out with is just um, YouTubing a lot of motivational things like Huberman, um, Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza's a G. There's, there's one of his videos that just like, you, after you watch it, you're like, I've got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. back in the game. Really back good. in the game. Really good. Really good. Um, but yeah, I've, I thought meditation and things like that were a bit like la-di-da until I managed to get past that point of, you know, when you're just sitting there and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Sweet. And like, but that's the whole point. You're going to have to get past that and like letting your mind breathe. So meditation has been something that's really helped with that. And, um, and yeah, just like before COVID, I never did work out really um, until, until then. So there's a, f a lot of blessings that came out, mm. out of it. Mm -hmm. So I do feel healthier. I eat a lot healthier now because I was really noticing what I was putting in my body. Obviously, you're just sitting there on your own because a, a lot of it I did spend actually alone. Um, so I was really noticing what I was putting in my body. And um, I, I actually put it down to why well, I healed a lot because during lockdown, I, I was like, I wanted to do something a bit different. I went to Hyde Park, no, uh, Richmond Park and with my longboard. And I was fucking, I was like, I'm just gonna bomb it around, do a lap, like in the sun, I was in my shorts, like smoking a joint, fucking tunes on. I was like, sick. yeah, sick, bruv. <laughs> and I just hit this massive hill, and this guy was standing in the middle, and I was like, well, where are you going? Like, I need to choose. Like, where are you going? And he's like, bruh, bruh, bruh. and I saw, so I started doing that, gave myself board wobble. I was like, oh no. I was going about like 20, 30 miles an hour Talk. in shorts. Yeah, no top on or anything. Nah, <laughs> bruv. Mate. I just went, skidded about from like here to that door like on my skin Skin oh. skinned myself oh. mate it was a testing time circumcised <laughs> chest literally i was like <laughs> i was fucked and i fucked my, i didn't realize until like a bit later that i'd, oh. I'd done i couldn't i'd done my rotator cuff Fuck. and um it took ages to heal them mate yeah and the guy fucked off <laughs> he literally i was like on the floor and he's like i think he probably felt really guilty and was like got out of there he didn't feel guilty enough he nah, fucked off he, he was at starbucks mate, that yeah. was basically like a drive-by but he didn't well like without <laughs> yeah, violence <laughs> i would say hit and run more than a drive-by yeah, yeah. no one's watching oh, yeah, like fair play. Uzi, like fit and run yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a fucking uzi but yeah but then that's not even the worst bit so i was like Okay, my phone, I was like, looked at my phone, I was like, my car's the other side of the park. I was like, it's like Africa, it's so big when you're in pain. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just trying to like firm it. I was like, if I, like, it was through my meditational uh, journey of like finding out about this. It's like, if I can meditate through this and like just look at the beauty around me, I was like, look at the swan. I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm like in so much pain. But then I was like, this is so far away. I'm going to try and lightly skate again. Oh, no. <laughs> I hit another hill. No, you didn't. <laughs> Fucking did. And you hit, you, I was like, I can't fall on this side, so I had to just like whip over and just skin the other side. What? The <laughs> Mate. <laughs> he must have looked a mess yeah. going through the Yeah, literally. Imagine, imagine well. seeing me already bust up and yeah. be like, who's this guy? He's like, vroom, vroom, vroom. No <laughs> skin left. Yeah. So this time though, I broke my phone. And I was like, uh. no. So I couldn't actually, I didn't know where my car was. So then I'm like, fully fucked. And I'm like carrying the skateboard, like, ah, oh, look at the swans. <laughs> like, look at the beauty, it's sunny, ah. Oh. <laughs> and like, just any bit of breeze was just like, ah. <laughs> just, oh, it's so shit. But anyway, got to the car, and that's when I realized that my cuff was, rotate cuff was fucked. Yeah, okay. So I went to steer, and I was like, 
Ah! I was like, shit. So I, there's an, oh, the man. weirdest thing, though, there's an ambulance right near where my car was because someone just been hit by a car next to my car. So I was like, excuse me, mate. And he's like, no, not now. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I, honestly, I just really need a bit of help. <laughs> I was like, what do you think I should do? So like, do you think I'd go straight to hospital or what? <laughs> he's like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I think so, mate. Right, but this was but this was during COVID, so I was like, I don't want to go to a hospital because I feel oh, like I'm wasting time. Yeah. So I went. I've got no torso left. Yeah, so I went. I went. I went to the. I went. Drove straight to the chemist. I was like, mate, can you help me out? Like, grab a basket. I was like, just throw everything in that basket that you think I need to sort myself out. And he's like, I'm not gonna lie. I think you should go to hospital, mate. I'm like, oh. So I went and obviously I had no phone either. So I just sat in A&E for hours, just in agony, just like, fuck it. Trying to meditate. Yeah, <laughs> literally trying to meditate. Yeah. yeah. Can't even look at the sun in yeah. there. Look, look at the fluorescent lights. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, mate, it was a bad time. But yeah, so I wow. um, can't remember I was even going with that. Nah, fuck me, meditation. Yeah. <laughs> we started talking about Jesus. mental health. I was actually going to talk oh, about man. coping mechanisms, but then I got coping well, well, that, mechanisms that, for that. Actually, yeah. Hatcher the prick. So I got I got home and I I can't remember. We was, we was talking for some reason. And he was like, Governor, he's like, you know what you got to do? He's like, salt bath straight away. And I was like, no. <laughs> he's like, do it. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. He's like, do it. He's like, it's the only thing that sort you out. And I was like. I was like, fuck it, he's probably right. There's so there's so many cuts and stuff. I was like, getting in there, we'll just get it all done. So I got in there and it what? wasn't as bad. It was fucking painful, but it wasn't as bad. But the worst bit was he didn't tell me how to rinse it off. <laughs> so I got out, I'm just naked, and all the salt just started drying and it felt like I did the whole thing all at once again. Oh and I was God. in the living room, just like, ah, how'd you come? <laughs> like, fuck. It was so savage. But you know, even in hindsight, I think that did probably help it all heal better. Oh, I remember why I fucking waffled away. <laughs> go on. Food. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Eating healthy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, because I, I eat so healthy. It's like basically like I love the analogy of um, you know, say you're a Ferrari, you're not gonna go fucking put chip fat in your, yeah, in your yeah, car yeah, to yeah. run it. And it's the same thing. Yeah. So I, I was eating so healthy for the first time probably ever because I wasn't running around the whole time. You know, like when you're traveling, of like quick prep sandwich here, quick, just like fucking chocolate bar. Like you're not really looking after yourself. Whereas then I could like full fruit veg, fruit veg just ate so well. And I physically watched myself heal. Amazing. And it was mad. Like, yeah, it was just crazy. Like my hands were fucked and I really wish that I did a time lapse on it. Because it, it every day it was just better and better. And I was like, that is the fuel I'm putting in, 100%. But you would have had to sit there for fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing like, else to do, though. Yeah, it's like, it? <laughs> yeah. Tape your eyes open. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of memory on my phone, here. <laughs> Shit, get me another phone. <laughs> you didn't have a phone, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't have one. <laughs> 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 that was when me and Sammy just uh, started dating, actually. Because um, it was so, like, bless her. I can obviously tell now she's my full missus that like, she was really into it because I was like, oh, it's a bit awkward, but can you come around and wash me? <laughs> <laughs> no shit, I had bandages on everything. So I was like, I just had to get in the bath and she had to wash me, bless her. You couldn't do anything yourself. Yeah, so glad it worked out well because that would be a weird story <laughs> for her to tell other people. Like, yeah, this guy I got with once, like just fucked himself over and had to wash him for a week. And that was, <laughs> you said that, that story was in COVID, right? That was when lockdown was kicking off. Yeah, so it was during lockdown, but yeah. 
What a story. Did a yeah. few weird things during lockdown to buy the time. Well, in lockdown, um, I know you were talking about struggling. You had, a, I think you mentioned depression once there as well. Was there any anything that you uh, took to um, as a coping mechanism? You know, I t- personally, I, t- I, had, I drank loads in lockdown. Mm. Um, and like partying and stuff was something that I did to kind of pass the time or just kind of numb the, th- the thought of what the fuck was going to happen next. Yeah. Is that something you ever struggled with? Did you, did you go lean into that um, or not? I've never really, I mean, I am a drinker when I'm out, but I only drink to party, really. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a drinker when I'm on my own, but I, I smoke weed. I smoke, I smoke every day, basically. But I generally do feel like that helped me through COVID in a good way. I think being alone a lot of the time and not having any escape mm. would, would have made me go a bit mental. Because um, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's obviously not the healthiest thing to fall. It's not healthy to fall into anything really to like cope with anything. But at least with that, it, like, it did make me still feel creative and I wanted to do things. And like, it just might, made me feel a bit more, you know, like that. But I guess uh, it's more it's more the DJ lifestyle that I've struggled with more with um, behaving myself and not getting stuck into things. It's uh, the parties, the party lifestyle, and the after parties. The after parties, yeah, and just saying no, it's just like having stuff pushed in your face like so readily, yeah. And you just like, how do you, how do you how do you cope with that then? And being you're the DJ, you turn up, there's drink everywhere, everyone's off putting a key in your face and going. Like, it's all enabling behaviour, right? How do, how yeah. do you deal with that? If you just want to like, do you fuck it off a lot of the time, or is that something that you? I kind of uh, I try to behave on Saturday actually. And it didn't go well, but I've got a lot better in in my thirties. I've got a lot better at, at saying no to hard drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we all slip up, but I have got better at it. But it's uh, it's alcohol that I find hard to not slip into. I think mm-hmm. like the, on on well, it was at a party, and then I was DJing at another party, and then but it, they had really good cocktails. So I was like, oh, I'm on my own. I'm not with any mates. So I just have a couple of cocktails just to just to have a bit of entertainment for myself. Um, but then that made me feel a bit spicy. And then I knew <laughs> the defectors would do it, or D for Dance doing an event at Ministry, and I was like, well, I know everyone there. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go there. Yeah. And then one of the DJs didn't turn up, so it's like, do you want to play? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so they gave me a bottle of tequila. So then we obviously neck in that, yeah. and then you're just like, I think just the excitement can just spiral into yeah. just being like, go on in. And then the next day, like Sunday, it was just like, I'm kind of just getting bored of just wasting days mm-hmm. from not doing anything, being hungover. Like all I did productive was eat a Domino's. <laughs> Most productive thing I did all day. <laughs> it's like And that's low on the productivity scale. <laughs> is, yeah, it's yeah. really low. It's not up there. No. <laughs> I did finish the whole thing though. Uh, in one go? No, it took uh, a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> in sections. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been, yeah. been there many times on, yeah, on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So um Anything that you would maybe recommend to any up and coming artists, especially when we're talking about dealing with mental and physical health? Um, I definitely would say, I mean, a younger me, I would tell him, try and exercise, just try and get into it. Like Joe Wicks, the Joe Wicks ones has actually been great because um, I was listening to your the first podcast when you were saying, oh, people say about going to the gym and being boring and stuff. And I genuinely do feel like that. I think it's a bit more my... ADHD brain, where it's like going to stand in a room with a load of men lifting things. It's like, oh, I can't be fucked. It's a weird concept. Like, I can't be fucked. Like yeah. I'd like to be able to just get it done. I, I, especially doing it in nature is so nice. If it's in the summer, 
finding a spot in like a in a park or somewhere we can do it like that's really nice to do that but um but yeah joe wicks probably changed it all because i realized you can actually just get a good bit of fitness done in 20 minutes yeah so a 20 minute hit class i'm like my head's like perfect that works for me because i know it's 20 minutes you put that discipline in to do that and then it just started becoming a habit and now i feel a bit weird if i don't do it um, whereas before when I was younger, I was just like, just hated the thought of having to go do this, do that, do that. I think if I knew about this, I didn't know about these hip things when I was younger, but doing that and now me and my missy call it the triple and like, we like did the triple this morning. Go on. So doing the 20 minute workout hit class, then 10 minute yoga with a bird called Cassandra. I've actually started cheating, cheating on uh, her with, um, this other bird <laughs> doesn't have a 10 minute one, but it's a bit more. So yeah, sorry right. Cass, but <laughs> but yeah, 10 minute yoga and then 10 minute meditation. Men and nice. with the meditation, you can kind of uh, actually type in what you how you're feeling almost be like, you know, feeling down like 10 minute meditation for depression or 10 minute meditation to get rid of bad energy mm. or to manifest or to lift your energy, all different things. So you could basically type 10 minute meditation then type what you what you want to get out of it really. So yeah, we do the triple and it takes under an hour. Amazing. So yeah, that's an hour of my day. <clears throat> do you know what I love about that answer as well? You asked him about up and coming artists and people that we speak to normally would say, "Yeah, um, well, get in the studio early, you know, produce as soon as you start, try to be, you know, it was all to do with being in the club or mm. as an artist. That was an answer which could be generic for everyone. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I think so. You don't even need to be an artist to take that advice. No. I that's, that's but, great. but I think yeah. what's nice about that as well, especially through our journeys have of like my career was ended because I didn't do exactly what you just said then. And I think, you know, if, if, if I had taken the time to look after myself when I was an artist, then maybe I would have had, you know, yeah. a longer career. So I think that's absolutely fantastic advice as well for up and coming artists Excuse is me. like, you know, take, take that time for yourself, you know? Yeah. It's the, it's, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, my twenties were basically a one big party and it's like, I didn't have that advice or know mm -hmm. about doing that and yeah. you know you wonder why you're fucking depressed after a weekend yeah, like, course, yeah. doesn't it takes you till wednesday to feel your normal self yeah. again yeah. then you're back to the weekend you're like ah yeah. like, uh, it's just literally like a roll yeah, of yeah, yeah, shit yeah, and it, feeling yeah. good and feeling shit and i've kind of got mid-30s now i'm just like so over that shit feeling now mm. so i'm just like trying to have the more more discipline in myself but then if I am going to do the misbehaving, then you still need to make sure you get up and do the, the working yeah, out and yeah, stuff because that's what shakes it off quicker. Yeah. So the Monday, you know, I felt rough, but I was like, it did, granted, it took me an hour to even start the workout, but I did it. Got it in. Mm. And when I did it, it's like you feel proud of yourself and you, you, you it helps you come out of those negative thought processes because you're like, I've, you've got f control over your body, mm. like your mind, and you've managed to make it happen rather than just fall into those patterns of just being like, all right, I'm just gonna sit on the sofa now. Because yeah. yeah. when you are DJing, you know, you could be making good money on a weekend and you could basically not have to do anything for the whole week. Yeah, That's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Every week for years. Yeah. For call. So it's like, it's about trying to stay proactive is yeah. quite hard sometimes when you know that you could essentially not. Yeah. But, you, but you just mentioned before, it was weird now when you don't do it. Yeah, yeah. You said it's become habitual. Mm. You do something 66 days in a row, it's weird <coughs> not to do it. Mm. Yeah. So even if you've gone out, if you've got that habit, that's fucking power. Yeah. You know? So that's, a, that's so I tried amazing. to do the workout at least three times a week. Wicked. So midweek, obviously weekends sometimes a bit hard. And you just like, yeah. whatever it's the weekend. But yeah, try and do the workout three times, maybe like Monday, Tuesday, Friday. I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And if you do feel a bit achy, then just do the yoga and meditation on the Tuesday and Thursday. 
So nice. at least you're doing something because it's a good way to obviously stretch out. And you're doing stretches. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I never knew I could stretch this bit. I'm like, go on. <laughs> you're like, fucking doing bum like ones. It feels great. Like, I've never stretched my bum muscle. Like, it's perfect. Well, anyway, last but not least, the question that we love to ask <laughs> before you leave. Your maddest after story. I'm give looking a, forward to this. Give a, you've already smashed it with one of your questions before, mate. Give us it. Bits. Give us it. We're ready. <laughs> there's, oh, you know, there's going to be a few. There's a few. I think I'm probably in a couple of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a. Uh, I mean, from the modelling days when I used to do that, I used to get into some mad situations. Like when we we went to this charity do, end up we got put on a private jet with the most random group. It was like Alicia Dixon, her fella, Denise Van Outen, Jamie Feakston, a couple of rugby players. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> got, the, t- got to Ibiza and um, we had a lock-in. We had a dinner at STK, but then we had a lock-in and uh, Cameo was DJing. Me and Alicia Dixon were having an MC battle while Nicole Scherzinger was dancing around. <laughs> Yeah. And that wasn't planned then. That wasn't <laughs> planned. It was just like, like, so the modeling days, th- those kind of things happen where it's like all big like that. But then to the, the more grittier ones, <laughs> where we're at an after party and there's a full size snooker table. <laughs> I hope certain people aren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> there's a full size snooker table and there's about, there's probably about 10 of us there. No, more of us. There must be more of us. But I think only 10 were playing the game. <laughs> so we did two. 12 foot lines <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of stuff with us. <laughs> <laughs> this must have been early at the, at the afters oh, mate Jesus a man fucking, it was that, a big old party yeah, yeah. yeah. no one has that much gear left at the end nah, of it. They? <laughs> well they never did it mine yeah. anyway <laughs> like, yeah, that's, about, that's about a big one yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. one centimetre long yeah. you're all like getting yeah. really yeah. no no yours is bigger than mine <laughs> mate it's a centimetre <laughs> but yeah it's a 12 foot line and we, we played we played a boat race or like essentially like a relay race so you had like a team of five there team of five there and you just like hoover it and then you pass it on and i remember, so, I remember one of my mates i was like i had to go around one of the one of the holes actually I was like, <laughs> and my mate was like bruv like you've done about a foot i'm like it's 12 feet between five i was like, <laughs> I was like well, you were, i'm fucking i thought i was doing good <laughs> granted i was straight away like <laughs> right well mate that's that, 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 that's perfect oh, to end. What mate. a way to end. Well, mate, thanks for Thank so much you for coming so much, down. Mate. Cheers, friends, Thank on you. that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's that's perfect. We, we can't do any better than no, that. No, smashed uh, it. Thanks for coming down, Josh. It's been a pleasure to thanks see you again, mate. Yeah, mate. And absolute th- pleasure, mate. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks for opening up about some of the things like the you know the, the mental health stuff we like yeah. to touch on here. We're trying to kind of open that Pandora's box. People don't like to talk about these things yeah, publicly, yeah. so we really appreciate that as well. No mate. worries. No, absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on, boys. Yeah, mate. Cheers. Does anybody know where the after?